already so fucking off. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Not. Not since. Like, the technological marvels to come out of the Henson Creature Shop. <laughs> not since like the greats like Henson and Oz themselves like stuck their hand up a felt puppet. Did something walk out on a stage with such like an approximation of human charisma that was so interesting <laughs> and strange and funny. As Jeff Bezos said, is Jeff talk for space or whatever it is. Behold uh, the alabaster marvel. Yeah, <laughs> it um, approaches. It, it, okay, there's not... The whole... Of course, he's there to debut like his new rockets and his, his lunar plan, his actual moonshot. Um, which... Moonraker. <laughs> Dude, he, he is a Bond villain. We've been mm-hmm. saying this mm-hmm. for a long time. He is a fucking Bond villain. <laughs> a Bond villain needs a space program. And Jeff Bezos yes. is going to do it. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the first like 20 minutes is like the the same speech we've heard before that we've talked about. But it's so... For a year. I mean, we, he's been on this for a year. Yeah, and, but it's so emblematic like of his billionaire mindset. It's He does this thing. His, his basic bullet points... The best planet is Earth. Holy Earth shit. is the best planet. No planets mm-hmm. are good. Space sucks <laughs> a dick. Space space sucks. Yeah, sucks Earth is good. <laughs> he says that. He's like yeah, yeah. he's he says like don't get me started on Venus and then oh pauses for laughter. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god, he has so many Okay, that is the best part is uh, the laugh so lines. Brave? The laugh <laughs> the non laugh lines where he's oh, like shit. on Mars you'll have uh, speed of light lag, so no playing uh, Fortnite, Fortnite. With, yep, with, with your friends on Earth. Holy what? shit, that sucks. And then it's like... This is, by the way, absolute proof that nobody should have a billion dollars. Right, right. <laughs> no, yeah, no it's proof. better, it's better. The, 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 the jokes aren't the funny part. The funny part is when then it's like, he pauses for life and there's a... Uh, and some... <laughs> so it takes, I'm like, it's like, oh, now's my chance to cough, and it's just cacophonous over the non-laughter, the like, it's echoing. Oh my walls. god, it's amazing. He does it. He has so many like little hopeful. He's so hopeful for a little applause or laughter that none comes. Mm-hmm. None. Um, you hate to see it. You hate to see a member of your species fail. So. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like that. Oh it's my god! Strange. But like it, as funny as it is, the hubris and just arrogance and stupidity of it all—it's funny. But like, he sits there saying once again, "The best planet is Earth. It's this is the jewel planet. Nothing's ever going to be good." Well, it's even funnier than that too, because he's like, "We sent robots to go check out the universe, and uh, we've confirmed Earth." Earth is the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a drive-by of some of the other planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I just like, some of them were just, just flybys, but, you know, yeah. we checked it out. But, you know, that's true about our solar system. Not, yes, a, not right. a Dick's um, Burger to be found <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> on any of the other planets. And, yeah, uh, no alive girls. <laughs> alive. Alive <laughs> girls. Yeah. There are no alive girls <laughs> on any other planets. Um... <laughs> So that's that's point one, and then he's like, um, but our population is growing. And he doesn't identify, like, why that is. He just seems to say, like, it's getting, Earth's getting crowded. He has, like, a Malthusian panic. Mm-hmm. And 
And he's like, he doesn't say, he doesn't say that this, why this is bad even, Uh or that, Mm -hmm. or what is causing it, but he just says, like, we need to do something, we need more space. Okay, so we have to go into space. Have you been surrounded? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, that is, I'm telling you, that, that is what it is, yes, okay, because not only does the human, uh, race need breathing room, Mm -hmm. but like... It's specific living space for a specific class of people, okay? Like, somebody, somebody else. We'll get to who, okay? Well, do you think that maybe he is, you know, this is like, you know, American Western expansion in Bezos. He's sitting, you know, toes in the Pacific Ocean, looking out, and like Alexander, there's nothing left to conquer. (laughs) But unlike Alexander, he's not a dumb shit, so he looks straight up in the air. Yeah, yeah. No, it is... is There's everything to conquer. It is absolutely 100% Manifest Destiny in all its implications. In that it is sold as this great, like, project of civilization, where what it really is, is a way to expand uh, the purviews of certain classes of people and, you know, races of people, presumably, and uh, really to also expel the unwanted excess population in as the mode of doing that. Like, use your excess pop, get rid of them out of the metropole into the colony uh, to build it up for your profit. So, because what he's saying is, this is the best planet, but it's getting crowded. It's like, get off. So we have to go, so we have to get off, we have to go into space, blah, blah, blah. But then he, then he confuses it by saying, because we need growth and dynamism. Dynamism and growth. He doesn't explain why those are good. He doesn't explain why those are good. He just those are independent goods, Um, (laughs) and he says that dynamism, growth, (laughs) charts. Yeah, Yeah, well, it's like a spinning pinwheel and uh, an enlarging penis. Um, Dynamism and growth. Um, So he he then says like, but but hang on, if we have a trillion people in space will have a thousand Mozarts and a thousand Einsteins. Fuck yeah, that rules. <laughs> so, so the, the the what's good and bad about population, he doesn't really like nail down. He's very confused on the whole issue, but his point is, eventually, what we need to do is build these massive rotating terrariums in yeah. space. You know, and that what this will allow us to do is have a trillion people living in space. And by the way, did I, I mentioned three minutes earlier, Earth is the only good place to live. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just yeah, said yeah. that. Earth is the best uh, planet. But we'll have a trillion people living in space because... because so then you ask why. So is it to preserve the Earth? Okay, but you could... You didn't interrogate where our population growth comes from. You didn't interrogate really is can we handle more people? We totally can. Um, yeah. These are... Ec- these are these are problems of our economic system, poverty and starvation, mm-hmm. not more people. But even if you wanted fewer people, again, talking about problems of our economic system, it's pretty clear that a driver of overpopulation is, or of our large population growth, is uh, partially poverty. Right. So, like, there's other factors. There's the fact. There's it's a lot of things, but. You could interrogate this in a deeper way. He doesn't do that. He just says, we need these people living in space. So you ask, why then? Is 
you've got all these people living in space because because is it for its own sake? Is it just to keep expanding? And I guess it is just dynamism and growth are of their own. But then he again, he, but then he comes back to this thing of the Einsteins and the Mozarts, and you realize. And his own grandchildren, he mentions. He wants his mm. to picture his own grand, great-great-grandchildren living on Earth. Yeah. Not in space. Right. So you imagine then this uh, uh, interplanetary meritocracy where trillion people live in space, a shitty place to live, uh, and... His grandchildren, the grandchildren of the owners of the moons of Jupiter, and and the Mozarts and Einsteins who mm-hmm. are selected from the the spaceborn masses, they get to live on Earth and and society flourishes. Well, he did tellingly want a thousand Mozarts and a thousand Einsteins, but he very specifically was like, no little Uzi Verts. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think you know, I think it's. Cool. I mean, you know, all all these like tech guys have become Malthusians, and the biggest thing they don't ask. I mean, the question is not like how does the Earth's population grow or anything like that. The question is, will the Earth's population or capitalism always have an excess? Right. And for capitalists, it always have an excess. Because yeah. what would it mean to not have an excess? It would mean, you know, full employment and things like that. But they can't, the system can't provide that. It right. has to create unemployment. It has to create, you know, a sterile excess population. The reserve army of unemployed, right? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, it's just the funny thing of, like, he's just like, I just want to transport that into space. You know how awful it is here? I just thought it'd be cool if we could just shoot that into <laughs> fucking space. Now, of course, All in the- his brain, though, he imagines it as this these idyllic yeah. places. Oh, right. sure. Okay? Yeah. These terrariums in space as these, he's like... So and oh, but his ideas for this ideal world are so dense and unimaginative and stupid. Well, like he's like a club for the future too, right? That's it. I, that's something. That's like okay, yeah. yeah I that's I it's, that's getting on in on the ground floor. Yeah, of, like of that's this. like space camp. Oh, yeah. we, Can you we imagine should... volunteering to have Jeff shoot you into space? No. <laughs> um, I think one of us should do it for the podcast. <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> We're reporting live from space. Um, but. Uh, he he describes like he's like some of some of the, they'll have agricultural land and some and cities and some these the art you know this will be perfect climates with no rain and so you know the architecture you know what what will it become when it's no longer needed for shelter and it's like you're talking about like tubes in space where workers are generating yeah. thing for the metropole just planet. The metro planet. We're just yeah. gerbils to you. Uh, and man. but then yeah. he's like. By the way, he's like, oh, imagine what architecture will look like if there's no like need for shelter from the elements. <laughs> means that we're all gonna be homeless, right? I mean, that's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like exactly. Like, yeah. like, you're not gonna get a house in space, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but it's better than that because then he's like, the best part. This fucking philistine is like, some some uh some. Cities, some, whatever he calls them, uh, these these twirling things, yeah. <laughs> might choose to do interesting things with architecture. They might choose to uh, replicate Earth cities. Uh, and he's got. <laughs> they might choose to build things that have already been built. Dude, seriously, <laughs> I sure, you know he's got a big slide, animated like slide of like this, you know, concave uh, surface. Yeah. Uh, Made as like a shitty Disneyland replica of Venice, including like, um, or no, of Florence with the Duomo, I think. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. one of these cities with a big, um, Renaissance, uh, the height of Western dome. civilization, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, um, yes. what a fucking child. 
When I saw this, all I could think was like, this dude plays way too many sim games. Yeah, and no, no, seriously. But then the, he's also like, and some, some would be would be built for more recreational purposes. Some would oh, be national robots. Parks. <laughs> that's yeah, not, yeah. It's not just the orgy the bro- pod. brothel. Uh, <laughs> these are like miles long, and like to house a million people yeah. apiece. He says uh. some would be so. This imagine this thing, the size of you know miles long. A massive structure made out of asteroid metal at the expense of cajillions of dollars. So some will be national parks. And he's got, like, this is with mountains and waterfalls and deer and butterflies. Yeah. And you're like... But then he starts talking about, like, these will all be built by, you know, generations of space entrepreneurs. Oh, and they're, they're just like, like they're just like the national parks here, right? <laughs> someone's gonna spend like the value of the like, planet, the really. moon, yeah, <laughs> like literally, like if you owned the moon, uh, to build a national park. Uh, I don't know what what nation we're talking about here right. exactly. Yeah. A park, gerbil terrarium, for everyone to just visit. Who who to visit? The people on Earth, which has been preserved because we've done this and we're no longer polluting it in heavy industry in space, and it's a paradise where it's not overpopulated either, and so we've reclaimed all the mm. natural spaces. Yeah. No one on Earth needs to go to this artificial natural park no. in space. So what you're saying, again, is... And, and we know a trillion people aren't fucking commuting on the weekends back to Earth. Yeah. So you need this park in space because... Generations of a trillions of people will be born, live, and die in space, never having been to Earth. Right. And yeah. so you need this thing. You need parks. Who's gonna fucking build it if this is all done? He's he's imagining this all as yeah. commerce, as industry, well, he uh, watched, as, as commercial industry. Well, he watched like Battlestar Galactica and was like. What if when the Cylons came back, it turned out they were just, like, the poor people we jettisoned into space <laughs> a thousand years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean like, that's... Like, if you're coming. on the space ring, how is not, like, probably, you know, thing number one, destroy the Earth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And everybody on it. But, well, the other take on this was, of course, that Jeff just wants to build Elysium so he can go yeah. fucking hide in that. Which the funniest part about that take was somebody brought it up on KUOW and all the nerds on KUOW trying to like figure out what Elysium meant and <laughs> what it was. But yeah, this is like a call-in or something. Oh, was it called? No, no. So it was on uh, Weekend Reviews. And I, was okay. like, I thought you were saying, what, "Was this a colony?" I was like, oh, "Don't tell me." Haven't seen no, Elysium. I haven't seen I, it, but I, 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 I know it is the Neil Blomkamp movie. Yeah, but it's inverse. It's no, inverted, it's the inverse right? of that. It's more fucked yeah. up yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's because he's realized the Earth is going. to The Earth will be Elysium, and he's like, "You get the fuck out of my." Gated community, you piece yes. of shit. Zoned for residential and and billionaires and the nine hundred ninety nine Mozarts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a oh, dumb he's cow. such a fucking idiot. And, and but this is them. This is their just the lack of imagination too of like of everything and not imagining anything beyond capitalism. You know, mm-hmm. beyond not like but actually then but still wanting to imagine a future. Wanting like, to that's the disconnect. Wanting to imagine a future for humanity but yeah. not being able to get past capitalism, you come up with shit like this that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, just retreat to children's fantasy. Yeah. yeah. But but that is obvious like like just below the very surface of it is deeply sinister and evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But well, when you're an alien, like he is, or the Gateses are, <laughs> it makes sense you'd want to go to space, because everything yeah. on Earth is mundane to you. He's actually excited that we're going to get closer to his home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, he's going to fuck an alien when we find Yeah, him. no, I mean... Fuck it or eat it, or both. <laughs> he, uh, hey, I don't know how they There's a lot of, you know what, there's a lot of surface real estate on the, the outside of these thing these terrariums you know the back side of the 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 yeah. convex side you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> for space. billboards that's yeah. just adds to a capitalist that's just built when you're coming in from when you're yeah. going between the national park uh and your home terrarium on the pan am shuttle from 2001 <laughs> yeah uh you're gonna just a miles long animated billboard or for like coca-cola or <laughs> a miles long massive animated Tinder profile that can be seen from other galaxies. Boom. <laughs> so that Jeff can fuck an alien. Done. Done and done. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, imagine too, like, <clears throat> you look at this earth and you're like, you know, capitalism has basically destroyed it through its, like, you know, just greed for taking everything out of the ground and, like, you know, turning everything, commodifying everything in, you know, the wars for empire and all that and being like, you know what we need to do is not change any of that but we need to just export that into space. Right, yeah, like, yeah, genius. Like, we need to give the rest of the universe this beautiful gift <laughs> that is, by the way, fucking killing the planet we live on currently. <laughs> just export that to the rest of the world. I mean, just fucking awful. Awful on another. And he you know? even says, like, we need to do our, all our polluting in space. <laughs> and it's like, we need to, like, export these, make the, turn these, these, what are now, like, like economic externalities into planetary externalities until we one day realize that they're fucking us in some other way, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. God, what a, what a, ugh. And he is only, he is able to do this and to have this platform and to spend this money because we don't take, we don't steal it from him. We don't just take, well, we don't take it back. We don't yeah. take it back. And because, and this is why, and you go, well, why is, this comes back to, like, this to him, this is a gift to humanity. This is some mm. his larger kind of philanthropy, yeah. so he says, is this building the road to space and making the cost of entry lower. And it's like, he has the power to choose to do that based on this singular vision of his because he stole that money from everyone else. That's it. He That's the only reason he can do this. He drove whole sectors of the economy out of business and underpaid his own employees so that now he has the ability to wield this level of power to to try to set humanity on this absolutely absurd path. Cool. Yeah. Watch the video. It's uh, truly um, the most sad, boring thing yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, if you want to see someone fail the Voight Kampf test yeah. in real time, <laughs> watch Jeff Bezos try to fucking act like a human being. It's, am oh, it's so good. It's, I mean, just... It, Really, the audience response is so... I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Um, what else? What do we have? Uh, well, oh, do yeah, we, what we podcast should... is this, by the know. way? I don't know. Welcome back to <laughs> Seattle Sucks, a show about hating the city we love. It's me, Colin. I'm here with Captain Greg. Just just Greg. God damn it. Okay, we're just going to keep going back and forth, mm -hmm. rail to rail. And Brian Platt. That's uh, Captain Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Captain Brian. Uh, we're back on the boat. We were just uh, dreaming of the future that we wanted to live in. I don't know how much of that you heard or 
enjoyed, but <laughs> we've already got our barcodes on our on our arms. We're ready to go to space. Gonna build a nature preserve out there. I'm gonna re- refit the boat the boat for uh, space travel. That would that, be cool. If yeah, we just some, get... just some like cock, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. They are means. called spaceships, after yeah. all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's been, I mean, it's just like every week is worse than the last. Is that fair to say? Uh, Honestly, mm. I, it truly is, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're now, I mean, yeah, it really, everything gets worse. Like It's just slow and that's the incrementalist. <laughs> just, just, just as a, not to di- to take this digression, but just as just a statement of how bad things are, we're now... The United States is now flying strategic bomber sorties off the coast of Iran, so that's cool. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go right? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that that the plan is for something to go exquisitely right. I think. Well, what's gonna happen is two of the bombers are gonna run into each other because there's so many flying <laughs> up there that that that's gonna start World War Three. So Sweet. look forward um, to that. I, I would, if I had to bet on someone self-owning and starting a war, it would be the Navy. Yeah, Uh, the Navy's not gonna shoot down those bombers. Those bombers aren't Iranian passenger jets. What? (laughs) Callback. Oh my god. Um, So a little closer to home. Yeah, Uh, we were gonna start talking about a crosscut editorial we saw. Crosscut. I think an important opinion piece. A publication we read quite a bit. We do. We read. read You know, of their. Trying to presumably build a, a media organization to replace the dying husks of the newspaper business uh, in the new digital age. Mm-hmm. Am I getting that right? You know, you for Seattle local coverage, um, some good reporters working yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find smart editorial voices that could just cut through the, the chatter in yeah. City Hall <laughs> and hammer down on on the important points of reasonable governance. And if you want to do that, I think what you do is you put a Douglas fir on a lathe and shape it into like a Fisher Price man with a brain made of wood. And you come out with, well, remind me this dickhead. John name. Carlson, yeah. the co-founder of the Washington Policy Center, which is a free market think tank. Uh, whose mission is to promote sound public policy based on free market solutions. Which is an that oxymoron. That cool. <laughs> because, as uh, has, I think, been demonstrated roundly at this point, yeah. the f- free market is not a solution to much at all. But it will be the solution to space. So. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, he also hosts a morning show on AM570, KVI, He's on AM radio, you know, he's where, legit. Where he is billed as the conservative voice in Ooh. Seattle. Does he do cash for gold? <laughs> <laughs> I have not listened Probably. to his show, but based on the editorials we've read, I'm sure he must. Uh, so, Brian, I think you found this one, and the title is, which is just so funny. Why Seattle will swing back toward the center. Okay, I've read this 
<laughs> I don't know what he's referring to in that this with is, that title. This or, is the first and last time this will come up in the editorial. Yeah. <laughs> Strong writing. To be fair, you know, um, maybe he didn't actually title it as you know would be the the standard in the old timey newspaper business. But who the hell knows? Um, I don't. What the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. John Carlson. He also had, they put published a piece of his um, why Seattle is dying resonated. Yeah. Um, which was. What I'm, what he does, what his think tank does, what he does on the radio, which is, and what Seattle is dying is, which is, he does American conservatism, which is a laundry detergent for American fascism. That's that's all it is. It's just there are no ideas in uh, American conservatism. It's all bullshit, and it always has been, and it's just a cover for the growing nascent American fascism and Crosscut for some reason is choosing to put that in their paper. Um, well, he is the conservative voice. In oh, so you mm. got to get the conservative mm. voice mm. in this whole piece though. He just, well, we'll see. He just quotes basically <clears throat> Seattle is dying that, and well, rehashes their yeah, points. He, his thing is finding straw men and then <laughs> kicking the shit out of them. With okay. His well, let's, let's hear it Colin. But... Cause I especially want to like, this first, this first paragraph is really it is pretty beautiful. To me. So, the there's a accompanying photo that uh, came from May Day protests. It looks like in 2019, and so there's crowds holding up signs, and somebody's got a bullhorn, and uh, and she's she's a lady with her hair colored green, which oh I've come God. to learn on the conservative Reddit is a real issue for them. <laughs> Why is she so serious? That's what John wants. <laughs> 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 the dang joker, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, okay. so he begins. Let us have it. I've known Jenny Durkin for nearly 20 years. And, despite our differences... I have a leathery old hat. <laughs> I like her. And I'm rooting for her success. Congratulations. With that in mind, I hope she'll consider the following advice. Mayor, when you're addressing a community... Meeting of neighbors and local business leaders angry and anxious about the crime linked to drunk adult homelessness in their area. Don't recite crime statistics. It doesn't work for three reasons. Only one of which will be redacted by the end of this article. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it. I I I'm just flabbergasted by this because what he's saying. Okay. Like, you just read, re re just read that one more time. The whole thing? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I've known Jenny Durkin for nearly 20 years, and despite our differences, I like her, and I'm rooting for her success. With that in mind, I hope she'll consider the following advice. Mayor, when you're addressing a community meeting of neighbors and local business leaders angry and anxious about the crime linked to drug-addled homelessness in their area... Don't recite crime statistics. It doesn't work. For fuck's sake, she just said that same thing mere days earlier. Yeah. Days before he wrote this. Yeah. She said when announcing the uh, emphasis, emphasis patrols, the whole point was, she said, I to quote, she said they were about crime and the perception of crime. 
Right. And the Times quotes her saying she cites uh, she cited uptick in property crime and concerns by small business owners as reasons to concentrate on some areas, mentioning thefts from food trucks and gang graffiti in South Park. To quote, the data tells you one thing, but then you walk the neighborhood and talk to people. You go with your she gut. said. Just so it's as if uh, John. Uh, what's his dumb Carlson. fucking name? John Carlson. Mm-hmm. John Carlson like heard that, and walked away from that press conference, going, "I'm very disappointing, very disappointing, Jenny." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you if said, you were looking at this clearly, you might understand that <laughs> it's about crime and perception of crime, and that the data tells you one thing, but then you go you around the, the neighborhood, neighborhood and you talk to people. He's what the. Fuck! She this she just the whole she's launched a new very controversial, absolutely fascist yeah. fucking uh, counterinsurgency program on the streets of Seattle. I mean her clean and hold strategy. Giving yeah. in entirely to the whole Seattle is dying right wing yeah. fucking crypto fascist narrative, and you are being published asking her to. Take exactly that position. It's like, uh, oh god, when does it? When does it? Like a child supposedly like um, <laughs> susceptible to like reverse psychology? Is that like toddlers or something? I, I don't Is that the old know. like thing? Probably. It's like, but he's like, you don't need to reverse anything with John Carlson. You don't need any psychology. You can trick him <laughs> by just saying something straightforward. Yeah. Like I want to tell him to go. John Carlson, are you listening? Go drill a hole <laughs> in your wooden fucking head. Yeah, you, he's sitting your humors are out of whack. Yeah. Right now he's talking his to sap. his colleague Carl Johnson, though. And he's like, these guys don't know. His sap is out of whack, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's a critical thing, though, too, that you will never satisfy conservatives, right? Like, right. You'll never, well, you'll never win and give them something that they'll ever give you credit for. What if right? like, they just come out and demand the exact same thing you just said. American conservatism yeah. is not real. Mm-hmm. It does. There are no ideas. There's no real ideology. Yeah. It does not make sense. It's just laundering fucking fascism. Which has no ideology and doesn't make sense. It's only for the purpose of power for its own sake for an in group over an out group. Sure. And well, he's sitting at home. Like if you tell him to drill a hole in his wooden head, he's sitting at home going like, "I will never be fooled by that communist." <laughs> <laughs> but what if I drilled a hole in my head? Uh, then you'll then you'll see. <laughs> you'll see it's not made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah um, I mean, you know, their whole position is just that whoever's in power should move to the right. And it really yeah. is, like, doesn't matter. I mean, the fact that Jenny Durkin's, like, a cop who believes every crazy right-wing thing that <laughs> Well, he just believes. says they're friends and he's rooting for yeah. her. The conservative yeah. in Seattle is rooting yeah. for her to succeed. I mean... Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it, the emptiness of it all. and <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's an extra layer of hilarity here because if you take it seriously, which we know we sh- you shouldn't do... He's complaining about citing crime statistics, which has been mm-hmm. almost the entire... Well, that's the entire frame of Christopher Rufo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's the basis of Seattle is dying, so... Well, what he's responding to is that Christopher Rufo keeps bringing up all these statistics. Everybody keeps pointing out that they're all bullshit <laughs> and, like, cherry-picked <laughs> and stuff. And so he's like, look... 
you guys can point out our bullshit statistics all day, but it turns out that's actually not the issue. Now that you pointed it out, it turns out the real issue is our feelings. <laughs> and our feelings are hurt. Well, the mayor agrees, and she yep. has put in oh, 100%. bold... She is a reformer with results on this subject, because she has put in a bold new deadly program to address exactly these feelings. Unilaterally, mm. right? Yeah. 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 Alright, let's continue. So, he goes on to reiterate what we just expounded on. First, you're essentially asking people to ignore the reality they see around them every day and trust data. I think when he says reality, he means bias. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and trust data that may be technically accurate, but to them also irrelevant. <laughs> people trust what they see. Well, this is very... One, it's great writing for your first point to just be a reiteration of your opening paragraph. Definitely. <laughs> but but yeah. also... Um, well, but he needs to leave space to go off in on several tangents that don't <laughs> conclude anywhere. So, like, give him time, okay? Yeah. Like, and, uh, and I do love that this is basically, like... You remember when Newt Gingrich was running in 2016 and he was like, you know, uh, murder rates, crime rates, yeah. they're, they're out of control. And the guy's like... No, they're not. Like, like, that's just not true at all. And he's like, well, look, we got different sets of facts, guys. Like, different people got different facts. But this is, this is literally the different facts argument. Well, like, totally. And I think, <laughs> I think Newt, in that interview, went as far as saying it doesn't matter. Yeah, People yeah. People feel like it's worse, so it's worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that I, I keep telling them it's worse over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again, and for some reason they're now convinced that it's worse, <laughs> well, also, has like, no impact on <laughs> The mayor and these shitheads... Mm -hmm are saying it's a problem that these white homeowners feel it's safe. Well, like, we need to do something... To appease them. Yeah. Well, it's a wow. problem that these She's dullard saying, homeowners... Acknowledging <laughs> that these dullard, fucking middle-class, like... Neanderthal men. Like, um, white homeowners fearing the loss of even, like, a tiny fraction of their delicious privilege. That is a problem, and I think you can agree that it is. And the way to address that problem is to react... As if that that this out of place fear that they have, this out of proportion feeling that they have, the way to address that problem is to react as if that feeling was real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. a problem. So you know they have an insane, stupid paranoia. So therefore, we should feed it every step <laughs> yeah, of the way. Yeah, we like, should. You know. Yeah, we should. They think their neighbor is tapping their phone line. So well, we should. Drone strike their neighbor. <laughs> well, you probably don't remember John Carlson's, you know, 2006 editorial in the Seattle Times where he's like, look, I mean, these truthers are really scared about space lasers shooting the Twin Towers, so we got to build a space laser, guys. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's the, you know, that's the thing. Damn, that's a free market idea. I can't Bring it on. Second. Many nuisance violations, filth and garbage, litter littering, being drunk or smoking pot in public, illegal burning, aren't even cataloged because cops don't make arrests or issue tickets. Even when cops do make arrests for more serious crimes, like theft or property destruction, homeless addicts are often recycled through the system, hence the notorious list of 100 homeless addicts with 3,500 criminal charges among them. A bullshit nonsense, roundly and easily yeah. dismissed by Pete Holmes um, yeah. right after that. It, that the whole thing's bullshit. We need to say nothing more about it. He just said, he just said yeah. a whole bunch of yeah, nothing he, he picked from TV. He saw on TV... Well. 
Well, the, yeah, the list of 100 people was, like, 100 people that he, he cherry-picked yeah. out of, like, and he was like, oh, 100 people that I cherry-picked out of arrest records all got arrested. <laughs> and it's like, well, shit. I mean, goddamn, I guess. And, and by the way, they also weren't homeless or whatever. That all gets added after the fact. That, and I think, to the point, it should be pointed out that this paragraph is corrected later to say, yeah. uh, police actually do arrest and ticket people for all those things that he was complaining about. Right, yeah. And, yeah, and I actually did ask a public defender about this. He was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that definitely, he, like, you definitely get ticketed for all those things. He, the fuck he was he's talking by about. Seattle Times <laughs> after Sales dying right. and kind of addressed all these points very, like, relatively smartly and without, like, giving any ground, unlike Jenny Durkin. Mm. Just said, no, that's bullshit, here's why, this is totally ridiculous, this is stupid, you know. Went down through the line, like, I check out, it's, it's like, there's actually audio of it on, I think, on one of their podcasts. Yeah, yeah was it no, KUOW, or was it with no, the Times? No, it was Seattle the Times, Times. Yeah. 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 And SEC Insight also wrote, like, a long article, explain, like, literally going through the, the quote-unquote study, piece by yeah. piece, explain why it's, A, yeah. not science, and be, like, fucking <laughs> stupid, and there's nothing you can really take from it. Yeah. But, Oh, weird. That's a weird uh, trend that we're finding here with this stuff. (laughs) Third, even many homeless people acknowledge that the city is becoming more violent, as they are often the victims of assaults, rapes, and increasingly murder. It's weird that he no sights there on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, is, that is odd. Huh? More than one quarter of Seattle's homicides last year involved a homeless person as a victim, an assailant, or both. The number has been climbing for three years. When it comes to both assaults and nonviolent crimes, a Seattle Police Department report found that one in five bookings in 2018 involved a homeless person, even though they make up less than 1% of the city's He's population. He's like conflating and mixing and like mystifying these numbers here, yeah. but it sounds like... Um, homeless people are the victims of a lot of assault and crime. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet, especially on the murder end of that, if you were to look, because he says they're both uh, victims and uh, assailants or whatever, I'm willing to bet that they tend more towards the victim yeah. side of that equation. And in this little, in this last sentence too, I just love the, when it comes to both assaults, scary, <laughs> and nonviolent crimes, homeless people get arrested a lot. It's like, well, yeah, because being homeless is a crime, right. so like by definition, they get arrested a lot. But you just went ahead and threw the violent crime bit in there because you right, know, again, like, he's just conflating these, these things, things to make yeah. it meaningless. But yeah, everything, yeah, doing normal human life outside of a home is illegal in a hundred different fucking ways. Yeah, you know, it's almost like. John Carlson shouldn't recite crime statistics. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It I, is kind of funny that within two paragraphs, crime himself. statistics matter again. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he just can't decide. Did anyone read this? No, I don't even think he read it. I mean, each one of these is a different... Each paragraph is a different bowel movement. But <laughs> at one of the Crosscut Festival panels last Saturday, pollster Stuart, so Stuart Elway yes. showed that the longer you've lived in Seattle, the more discomfited you are by how the city has changed. That makes sense. New arrivals don't have a frame of reference for measuring change. They don't notice the decline in civility. <laughs> wait, wait, slow, 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 slow. Okay. All right. That makes sense. New arrivals don't have a frame of reference for measuring change. <laughs> anyone care to disagree with that? Totally I honestly, anodyne fucking non-point. Like, I was too busy filling out the application for the Pulitzer. Just brilliant. Okay, he is tarring this poor pollster Stuart Elway by 
quoting him as this, if this was a point this man was actually trying to make, which I don't think we can just unfairly assume based on it being represented this way in this idiot's article, um, then this man, is Stuart Elway, is also a useless dummy. But um, in, in any case... People who are new here don't remember what it used to be like. Well, what he's literally Damn. telling you is if you weren't around to see the change, <laughs> you would not have seen the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fucking brilliant. Okay, but he goes on to say here, they don't notice the decline in civility, security, and neighborliness that was once summed up in the catchphrase, I haven't heard in over a decade, Seattle nice. Okay, now hold on, hold on. I want to ask you guys about this, because yeah. I'm not from Seattle. Yeah, but yeah. it is my interpretation that Seattle nice means people acting like dicks. Yeah, yeah. okay. You Just, nailed it. Okay. <laughs> like, I did not interpret that as I have a two-part response. Nice. <laughs> First, I've never once in my entire life heard the phrase Seattle nice. <laughs> so I don't think it's a thing. I think only people B, not from here say that, it. And no we matter, the Seattle freeze. Yeah, no, that, exactly. Yeah. The Seattle freeze is a thing. So the decline in neighborliness... I don't know, because no one has ever looked their neighbor in the fucking eye in the Puget Sound well, right. region. And that's what Seattle Nice is. That's actually... Well, that's what it means it's... everywhere. That's always ironic. Well, yeah. it's but it's the same as, like, Minnesota. Right. It's like yeah. Minnesota it's Nice. Always it's always ironic. passive-aggressive yeah. Seattle. But I've never heard that. I've I've heard it, for sure. And that's what I've always understood it to yeah, be. Not to yeah. be literally nice, yes, but you, to be a passive-aggressive... dullard. This wooden-brained yeah. fucking yeah. sap dripping out his well, ears. Well, a guy who's literally... Who got his oh. degree from UW doesn't even fucking know what this means like what well is, that well thinks people were once neighborly here he doesn't know anything god clearly. damn it yeah i mean like I, from the day i moved here 12 13 years ago literally that the, the <laughs> stick was always oh yeah the people here are like assholes like yeah they're very passive aggressive and they'll be like weird and not talking they don't mean like to that. be they had to they just weren't raised right they don't know how to look you in the eye on the street they <laughs> yes. was never talked to it was never socialized culture, to them yeah. that's the culture here what well, it is i like <laughs> I, I think we are the probably the, some of the least friendly people on the planet. Definitely. Like just just um, immediately like socially friendly people. Like no, uh, yeah, it's just to be clear, it's still better than Boston. <laughs> but yeah, those are, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but those people are outgoing. Just, you just don't want them to be. That's the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they Boston you, talk to you. They'll involve you in their hijinks. You just yeah, exactly. won't want to be involved yeah, in any exactly. way. Oh, and you have to listen to them talk, too. My God. Um, <laughs> just showing some of that Seattle nice, Greg. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I love it because nobody in the world is like, Seattle, that's the, that's where the friendly state is. Okay. <laughs> the friendly people okay. are. Okay. Like, Let's just let's just take a moment to to remember the thesis of this paragraph that people <laughs> hang on that people don't remember if new people don't remember things that they it used here to, to be <laughs> that, and those things that they weren't here to see was that everyone used to be really friendly here okay yeah yeah that's the thesis uh -huh. of this paragraph and Colin next next paragraph please. <laughs> It also suggests that Seattle residents have tired of the city's excuses for failing to stop the worsening of what city leaders promised a dozen years ago to end homelessness. What? What? <laughs> it, it also suggests... Okay, they don't notice the decline in civility, blah, blah, blah. It also suggests that Seattle residents are... are 
are tired of the city not ending homelessness. I think at this point the termite the termites had completely hollowed out <laughs> where the wooden brain was. Well, who are we talking about too? Like, are we talking about, are we talking about new residents, I, old residents? I don't, like, I don't it's, know. It's, it's what does that have to do? Insane. What? Like, no. What he is he saying? The decline in civility. Okay, once everyone was friendly here. Obviously true. I remember that. Um, but now, no one is, and the reason is, everyone is bitter about the city's failed promise to end homelessness, and it's, that's what's causing the decline in civility? That is the most possible charitable reading you can have of this fucking idiot article, and he can't possibly be trying to say that, because that is absolutely insane. Well, Greg, lucky for you, he's about to clear it up by way of comparison. <laughs> Here's a comparison. Oh, For three years in a row, there has been a free fall in the once rampant May Day violence by left-wing Antifa. Hell yeah. For anti-fascist <laughs> rioters. How come? Because when the rioting got progressively worse several years in a row, more broken windows, more oh, property no. vandalized, oh. more cops injured by flying projectiles, up. including <laughs> Molotov cocktails. Very made up. Never happened. Absolutely <laughs> never happened. That's never happened once. This Extremely made up. This actually awesome. I don't know what you're I know. It's, I, I it wish. Would, it would, yeah, exactly. It would make it a hundred times better than that. No. <laughs> the police changed tactics. Instead of giving them space on the ridiculous theory that maintaining a close presence might provoke them, the police started crowding them. Good idea. When people... <laughs> Absolute awful idea. No, like he, awesome he does actually lay out like a a well understood like phenomenon here that mm -hmm. but that police like yeah. yeah police instigate riots right I mean. He just gets it completely backwards, which is, you know, this goes back to the Kerner Commission's looking at the riots uh, during the Civil Rights Movement and things like that and saying, you know, the police instigate the riots usually by killing somebody, but on top of it, when, you know, people are upset and come out to protest and the police show up with billy clubs and a giant show of force, it instigates conflict, right? Yeah. And, Weird. And weirdly, despite having been in Seattle for these last hundred years or whatever he would claim, <laughs> he's clearly never been to a Mayday event. Because let me tell you, the police never gave, like, people space. Right. You know? Yeah. Having, oh, yeah, it's definitely. Having gone to many of these, you know, heard all these events, uh, the police were directly up the ass, actually, of uh, all the protesters. And probably did create a lot of the violence. And in fact, at the time, that was one of the complaints. I remember that, uh, that had even been brought to Ed Murray by the city council that was, look, you know, if you didn't, you know, put the police out there in this aggressive posture, essentially inviting attack, right. then it wouldn't be this event every year where yeah. people go to, like, yeah. you know, yeah. do whatever, right? And so... Uh, well, it sounds like you are espousing the ridiculous theory that maintaining a close <laughs> presence might provoke them. And, uh, case in point, if the cops were so close those mm -hmm. earlier years, how did you have the space to throw that Molotov yeah. cocktail boat, oh. Brian Flatt? Check and mate. Well, I think the real proof is in the pudding because LAPD, which is infamously... The pudding is in this man's brain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but LAPD, which is infamously the most aggressive police department in the country, Amazing. is in a city famous for not having riots. So, therefore, we know that, <laughs> that this is a it's airtight theory of crowd control. It's just a good idea, Brian. <laughs> Exactly, so, you know. 
do we want to finish this? Or Keep just going. Move on? Wow, right. we're almost done. We're almost done. This is, it's very when short. people with bandanas and gas masks show up for a rally wearing backpacks filled with rocks, batteries, slingshots, and Molotov cocktails, they're not waiting to be provoked. They're waiting for an opportunity to break things and hurt people. Once that nobody's rea- been hurt at these. Yeah. <laughs> or if they have, it was because they got shot by like. A, well, there was the year the police. There was 2015 when the police rioted through Capitol Hill and were throwing flash, the little flashbang yeah. grenades everywhere that people did get hurt. Um, yeah. That was the police getting close though, so I guess that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, once that reality finally sunk in at City Hall, it took years. The cops were authorized to change tactics, which led to better results. Virtually no May Day violence in 2017, 2018, and 2019. So, ironically, the thing that did change was the 2015 police riot on Capitol Hill, which actually led to the Seattle City Council, like, actually for once standing up to the police and be like, <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Like, you're on video starting this. Like, you know, like what are you doing? Uh, although Emory, like, defended the police to the death, but uh, he, he comparing the, the Antifa to ISIS because they destroyed art. That thing that we all know ISIS for. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Antifa uh, <laughs> are, are iconoclasts in my heart. <laughs> exactly. That and everybody knows the art on that Seattle campus there. It kind of sucks. Anyways, the point being is that... We ap- could do an entire episode on bad public, public art, art in this town. Oh, oh my god. All of it awful. Holy shit, burn it all. <laughs> <laughs> but after that event, like, SPD actually did... Like, we okay, we need to, like, back off a little bit at these events because that was a little crazy. Because <laughs> they were, like, gassing out, like, because they did it, it was at, like, 7 o'clock at night, so the bar, and it was on, like, a Saturday, mm. and the bars were filling, Yeah. and <laughs> I remember specifically Montana had all its windows open, and all the tear gas rolling into oh, Montana shit. and seeing everybody just, like, <laughs> like pouring out, like, of the bar. But, yeah. So like, the cops were, like... You know, the Sarge comes in, he's like, well, boys, I hope you got your nut off last night, because uh, we're going to have to cool it for a couple of <laughs> Yeah, years. basically, yeah. They were like, oh, we're probably going to have to, like, mellow out a little bit on the next one. And, you know, that mixed with, like, Antifa just kind of, like, diminishing in the city as well. Like, you know, which, which is just normal things that have nothing to do with policing. Um, it, that's what's led to it. So, I mean, ironically, he, really he has the story, but he has it exactly wrong. I mean, that's the funniest part about the whole thing. Well, again, yeah. like, it doesn't, it has nothing to do... Yeah. He's just laundering mm-hmm. yeah. fascism. Yeah. That's all sure, this yeah. is. Just fine. It doesn't matter what. It has nothing to do with the truth or even ideas or anything. It's just it's like what a- can I? How can I just one be one little worm, one <laughs> little like shithead to grease the be grease on the skids of yeah. fascism coming? He wants it to just roll in and flatten him. You know, <laughs> he wants his guts to like grease the tracks that bring in the Fuhrer. It's yeah. working. Mm-hmm. It is working. Well, I feel like this next paragraph is basically his actual article. Like, this is the only point in the article that he really has. But. Yeah. Why can't we change direction regarding the effects of drug addiction combined with homelessness in this city? Seattle's political establishment seems adamantly opposed to acknowledging failure and changing tactics. Example. At the end of Eric Johnson's Seattle is Dying Como TV special, which chronicled the links between the drug-addicted homeless, social dysfunction, and crime, a hopeful note was sounded. A successful program in Rhode Island, the Medically Assisted Treatment Program, which blends punishment with treatment. (laughs) Which one of those do you think he wants more? (laughs) Yeah, well, he leads with punishment. Yeah, he even calls it, like, Eric Johnson 
didn't even really no, call it. He, he was he basically the, this yeah. is just a hospital yeah. that you can't leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay? But this fucking dullard is just like, he, mm. yeah, he leads with punishment and some treatment thrown in. So Manages to keep most addicts from straying into old alliances and bad habits. Several people in the MAP program say that jail, accompanied by treatment, saved their lives. Several, several, and thank the police. Several yeah. people that this mm-hmm. documentary happened to find out of... The probably thousands who've been through that, and also like one of the thanks the cops for arresting them. One of the most disgusting like displays of just like preying on on people too, yeah. like oh, as yeah. a, as a journalist, like a really gross. Actually, yeah. one of the grosser moments of disgusting documentary, but yeah. yeah, that was an abomination. So powerful was the impact of the the Como special, even outside the Puget Sound area, that Rhode Island authorities are hosting a two day workshop at the end of the month for jurisdictions around the country. That have asked about it. That's or, where Antifa should be. Oregon <laughs> will be there. So will Colorado. So will New York. But no one from Seattle will be intended. <gasps> in fact... You can go in our place, John. <laughs> according to J.R. Ventura from the Rhode Island Department of Corrections, no one from the Seattle Mayor's Office or the Seattle City Council or any city or King County Agency or the City Attorney or the County Prosecutor has sent so much as an email. Or made a phone call asking about the program. Well, John, they saw the documentary. They don't have any more questions. It was all made very clear. We also already do medically assisted treatment. So what's the fucking point? Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't, what John Carlin, he's very stupid. He's not even good at what he's doing here because we doesn't understand about that point in that part of Seattle is dying. That was just like, a little like template where they he could get interviews of people saying mm-hmm. thanking cops for arresting them as a as like the model for what he wanted, which was like McNeil Island yeah, yeah. as a concentration yeah. camp for the homeless. Yeah, it's the setup for like, the island concentration. It's not about <laughs> yeah. like we, it's like, there needed to be a bridge to McNeil Island. Yeah. Not, yeah. not like yeah. a conceptual yeah. like policy bridge. Right. That's obvious. It's mm. a prison. Yeah. He just needed a narrative bridge with interviews, so he went to a place that had a program exactly like he was looking for on McNeil Island. Like, we get it. It's a fucking prison. We know what prisons are. Yeah. But he might as well just said, Rhode Island's got this program. McNeil Island, also an island. (laughs) 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 Instead, we're treated to city attorney Pete Holmes blaming at least part of Seattle's social erosion on the lack of an income tax. Wild idea. Mm -hmm. Again, so if you follow that link, that's the Seattle Times, um, and Pete Holmes, like, just just straightforwardly lays out a lot of shit um, that refutes basically everything this asshole says in this article. And, oh, weird. Weird that our social erosion is due to the growing inequality of our system and the fact that we don't pay for social services because we don't have a fucking taxation <laughs> well and this is the problem with like the bugs and the conservative brain won't allow him to like get out every grievance that he has and one as a rich guy is his complaint that somebody somewhere might suggest an income tax that is always and the he's thing. Just it's so always fucking bad you always <laughs> gotta put it every article <laughs> it has, it's always a litany yeah. like they can't let any little thing go yeah, yeah. he can't make a, well look this fucking article is it's it just, makes no sense it's, it's all over the fucking place disease dying brain. it's like yeah, it's like his daily conspiracy board yeah. like that he makes while taking a shit. <laughs> he's, that's what it it's is. It's his Pinterest. Yeah. 
How much longer will Seattle voters tolerate this nonsense? Maybe not much longer. A slate of candidates willing to say the word failure and pledge to do something different could swing this city back from the left-wing fringes to simple sensibility. The left-wing fringes where mm-hmm. you're friends with the mayor and are rooting for her to succeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Seattle's the yeah. conservative talk radio shithead. Yeah. <laughs> the left-wing... Fuck off. Well, I love that it's like the left-wing fringes... Because Seattle has one socialist council member and a bunch of just middle-of-the-road Democrats and, like, would-be Republicans if they lived in any other city. But, you know, that one person on the council has a viewpoint that isn't just straight down the line. Yep. Who they'll never name because they're so terrified of her. Yeah. But are convinced she runs the council. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, clearly they're not looking at the vote counts then. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. Uh, this, Absolute dog This shit. guy is incredibly dim. I mean, truly. Mm-hmm. I am sh- shocked every time I read something he, he puts out because it's incomprehensible. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but why? You got to ask, like, in this new, new, brave new realm where media is undergoing, you know, this total, like. Pacifying these folks? Is no, that, like, you know? um. It's changing. Like, these newspapers are dying. Crosscut, presumably, I don't know. I don't know what their even their mission statement is. I just read some of their shit sometimes. There's some good reporting in there. Presumably they're trying to be a new kind of local media organization to replace the old. And you got to wonder, why hew to this dead model of the... Like, well, we just hear all sides without any fucking thought or any yeah. filter on that. Just like, well, there's a side out there. Uh, let's, like, why not imagine something else where you actually can take a basic stand to just not have as part, to not dirty yourself mm-hmm. with so, such obviously anti social, mm-hmm. anti human thinking as represented by this piece? Like, that it is just laundering fascism. You could just say, no, we're going to have, like, a different... I don't understand. Why build a new media organization that hews to this old, like, end-of-history model of... Mm -hmm. uh, No, just, yeah, we'll just just hear all ideas. Even these fucking whack-nut conservative shitheads. Well, I think the thing has to be clear, too, because it's that, that liberal, like, bug that we talked about in the last episode... Of, of this, like, both sides are, like, equal and of, like, equal moral weight and stuff like that. And at the same time, too, I mean, the just unending credit that they'll give, like, any conservative dipshit. Because, yeah. like, you could just tell this guy, like, I'm not... You only have to bring up his politics and be like, I'm not praying this because it's bad. It's yeah, like, well, badly written. Okay, well, but the thing is, like, there, there's never... That credit is never given to the left, right? So right. you're never going to have, like, you know... Bob whatever, or, you know, Mike whatever from the RCP rambling about the writings of Chairman Bob, like in Crosscut, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, so the left will never get, we we can't put our kooks on there, right? right? Like, yeah. you know, because they would be like, we have to be oh, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, fuck, you, you could write a good article and they wouldn't put it, you know. Right, uh, right. Uh, but yeah. yeah. We well, get... like, Day had to go to fucking the Atlantic to get something printed about yeah. fucking homelessness in Seattle because yeah. they would fucking print them. Yeah. He's a good writer yeah, like yeah. in this shit's fucking taking up space seriously you know like, like so if they're <laughs> right and I, I was gonna say the same thing if they're too chicken shit to take even the what should be a very like small ideological stance of just being willing to have 
the tiniest analysis and just see fascism coming down the road. Yeah, have like a just any kind of some filter, bar. some yeah, kind of some bar, bar that is like uh, just some bar that says like what you publish has to come from a mind that like <laughs> a mind you can that, stop there. that jiggles when you shake it okay yeah. that like that responds to electricity that, like that just, hold like, a single thought for at least like 800 if, words this should be the test if if the brain doesn't jiggle like jello if it doesn't have a basic like gel like consistency if it just like thuds against the dish and makes yeah. a hollow sound when you shake it that do not publish articles that come from that like this man ha- has like a wooden brain. Mm-hmm. Well, he has, he has one. He has fucking ice nine on that brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is solid, inert. Uh, and that shit spreads, man. So yeah, they can drive a tank over it, so that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, fuck. Well, you know, one thing, though, to this, this question, I think that Seattle is experiencing in the microcosm what's happening in the macrocosm like at the national level you're seeing the same thing happen with the 2020 presidential elections and uh these calls for returning to the center that the left is just oh yeah wait wait radical. this article was a call to return to the center well, right ostensibly yeah. somehow right? ostensibly and i think that i i think if you're in media like this you you feel like you can't afford to tell these people with diseased minds to go fuck off because you you need their clicks, really, probably. I get. I and guess. you have to appear like you're you don't have a side. Well, that's what they think. They think that that just seems so obviously dead and old. Like, why would you? Well, be I think convinced you're, by well. That? I think you're totally right. I think that the world has moved beyond that, and that very few people. Well, it was dumb to begin with. I don't know that it was dumb to begin with, per if, se. If, if, I, it's all a matter of perspective and scale, you know, and spectrum here. Yeah, have disparate voices. Have mm-hmm. someone, you know, I'm okay with them print, you know, I, I will read a paper that prints people to the right of Chairman Mao, okay? But, <laughs> like, but this guy is very stupid and a fascist. Yeah. I can see that. They should be able to, too. Well, yeah, and it, well, as an editor, presumably your job, even for letters to the editor or opinion pieces, is to, like, determine whether or not the thing that was sent to you even makes sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, does it make sense from one paragraph to the other? And is it not, like, if somebody sends you something that's just chock full of just bullshit, like, it lies, right? You don't have to, you're actually not under any obligation to print that. Right. And, uh, and, and certainly, again, on the, you know, for somebody writing that from the left, they wouldn't. But, uh, like this, I mean... It's just accusation after accusation. Each one's, like, dumber than the previous one. None of them hold together. Yeah. Nothing... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just garbage. But, you know, it'll always have a space. And, and you know, part of that is probably Crosscut realizing that the, uh, you know, the, the wind is moving to the right, right? And that has to do with money more than popularity, but... Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... It's, it's there. Who know? Who knows? I'm I I'm not willing to put any words in their mouth in that way because it's just confu- I'm confused at this point. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't. I know nothing about them as an organization. Sure. I don't know who. You know whatever. I we maybe we should find out and sort of because it's just so weird. Well, they get dragged a lot. They oh. get dragged by Safe Seattle. I mean by these these yeah, yeah. right groups. I think even Christopher Rufo likes to. 
talk shit about them as being a leftist outlet uh, yeah. that smears their position. And, so again, and, well, you know, the if if I mean the old like sort of liberal thinking would be to be to quake in fear about that and try to cover your ass. Well, that's by what I think. It, I think shit. that's if what it that is. that simple? That's just. See, I think that's like what that's it just is. so. No. That it's just so. That's such a dead thought. Like that's so old and broken and obviously never worked for anyone. Like I don't know how you could still. That's just like. Have you not been awake? Donald Trump is president. Like it's not <laughs> that whole like thinking. Yeah. That entire liberal framework for the well, discourse was bullsh- might, was bullshit. It always was. But he might be president, but it's not like any liberals like figured that out, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're gonna run Joe Biden and lose with Joe Biden, so they clearly haven't figured anything out. Like, it, you know, and they still like every endlessly mocks it, but they still are talking about electability yeah. in the age of Trump. So I mean, they you know, you can make any lessons. No, not one, not a goddamn one. Which is what Russia. Yeah, these the media, Russia gate was all about making sure they didn't learn a single fucking lesson. These about media anything. people, at least these people who think of themselves as want to think of themselves as in this tradition of American media people, you know, like a, I, you know, like we were saying about Dan Savage last week, right? Um, Maybe that's what their disease is. I don't know. I just that's so dis- disappointing. The idea of someone successfully building a new news organization in this town is is like a good one. And Definitely. To, to just yeah. have it, just watch it repeat this, the dumbest sort of lamest mistakes is sort of disappointing. It's not about like I, the whole like uh, narrative of like deplatforming or whatever. I I just I'm not into that at all. I don't. This guy has I'm not going to call up. Show. I'm like, exactly. I'm not going to call yeah. up. I'm not going to shit on conservative talk radio station for having him on there. Yeah. They want to sound That's like where idiots. He belongs. A toilet peddling fashion. <laughs> yes, okay. The they sewer. want. They they want to flush that out down through the sewer pipes into the mouths of their <laughs> listeners. Like that's what they exist for. Yeah. Like I'm not. That's so. It's not about that. It's like I. It's just disappointing to see something otherwise doing good work associate like just dirtying yeah. themselves. Yeah. With this shit. Totally. Well, because in the end, people are gonna read this and they might be persuaded. Even sure. that, even though this is brain dead, or it it, might even if they think it's stupid, the bug is in their brain now. Right? Yeah, like, or it like, just yeah. keeps this stuff. It, le- yeah. it keeps the conversation. The way this stuff works, like it never again with with fascism. I'm just going to keep calling it that. Cause that's all. All that's American what it conservatism is. Yeah, that's what it, this is. Is sure. it doesn't add, it doesn't. It's not about making sense or adding up to anything. It's just about overwhelming the, mm-hmm. the discourse with yeah. nonsense bullshit that you can pull out of your ass, you know, that any of the shitheads who believe this shit can just pull out of their ass at the right moment. Um, or just having their brains, like, running on a loop uh, in no particular order or connection yeah. to to keep them on, on board, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, cool, cool, that was awesome. We have many new patrons. I don't know why, but uh, I am very thankful. <laughs> so, patrons... New patrons. We have James Hammond, Carl Nelson, and Wes Sales. Carl Nelson, we mm-hmm. got drunk pizza with. Oh, shit. That's, That's funny. Yeah. Hey, Carl. What's up? <laughs> uh, by the way, if we get uh, five additional new patrons, I will uh, quit my job and go undercover at Crosscut to figure out what's going on over there, guys. That's that's a promise that I will definitely live up to. And All right. I will not just 
forget I said. <laughs> well, at 30, you said uh, we were selling naming rights. Yeah, we would change my name. Yeah, yeah so yeah, if yeah. we get 30 patrons, Brian will change his name. We his immediately Twitter, got like two or three name. after that, and I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I did not like that at all. <laughs> like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so thank you again. It'll be Brian underscore something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of no yeah. name, yeah. So if you want to be cool like them. If you, you want can, to be cool like, what's can, his name? Oh, Lelius Rose. Managing editor. <laughs> <laughs> the current uh, highest contributor. Who, yeah, outfit, who is where we get all our opinions. Um, mm-hmm. And who yeah. I did. And I, who we like to I, belittle. Who I didn't online. even. Uh, I didn't remember <laughs> that on. that was someone who gave us money. Yeah. When I just started dunking him on, on Twitter. But he was a good sport about it. He yeah. was. Um, hey, we, you said that he would give us our opinions for the show. Not yes, for Twitter. Yes, right? yes, Twitter, exactly. our opinions, our awful opinions on Twitter are still 100% our own. Yeah, we own those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Greg, for continuing to beat our patrons. Uh, yeah, would yeah. you also like to be belittled? Like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna keep nagging you until you yeah. finally succumb. That's the, the that's the neg tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and actually, that was a suggestion from managing editor Lilius Rose. So <laughs> you're right. That he was. did actually suggest. He that. did. Yeah. Um, uh, so far, he's the he's the only one in that tier as well. Yeah. So if you'd like us to make fun of you, um, just step up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Give us more money. Uh, okay, well, yeah, that was it. Um, adios, folks. Till next time. I'll feed you